0: what's up people it's Nick from the four and a half mics podcast and i would like to welcome you to episode four on this episode i will be the half mic but first off i just want to take a second to thank every single one of you um, we got a lot of good feedback after releasing the first three episodes um, all positive it was i mean there was some negative in there for se but i mean it was all great and we're stoked uh, but a few things that uh, I'd like to remind everybody of, and that's you know, rate, review, subscribe, drop us some feedback. But you know, we're re- really trying to grow this thing, and we want to grow ourselves and we want to grow with you. So it takes your feedback, what you like hearing, what you don't like hearing. So we just really like for everyone to be engaged on this journey that we're going down. Um, also, you know, on the line of DMing and giving us feedback shoot us with some episode ideas. You know, we're out here, the five of us with who knows what goes on in our head, but give us some topic ideas that you want to hear that you think we would do a good job talking about. And another idea that we have had is beginning a segment called heady hypotheticals. And that's going to consist of all sorts of different topics. But just to give some examples, uh, Ideas would be, you know, what would be three items that you would need if you were on an island? Uh, We talk about animals squaring off who would win, the age-old conversation between the bear or the gorilla, and different would-you-rather questions that you'd like to hear the four-and-a-half mics break down and talk about. But other than that, we really look forward to things, and this episode, it's going to be man's best friend, right? And it really is close to me, being that I've been going through you know, some health issues with my dog and just really realizing how important my dog is to me. Uh, I mean, he's my freaking best friend. And I think all of the four and a half mics here have a different perspective, grew up differently on that. So we really look forward to y'all turning in on this one and uh, enjoy.
1: Oh, baby, come on over, get up closer. All I need is your love.
0: All I need is your love. All I need is your low Howdy, howdy. It's Nick from the Four and a Half Mics, and we are back at it with another episode today in the warehouse. Before we get started, before we get talking on our topics today, uh, we decided to go against having each member of the mics bring a peanut gallery topic and just go to one person. So that's enough Explain that needs to be done. Chase is going to be the one person today. Chase, what do you got for us?
1: So what's up, guys? Um, pretty interesting story coming down the pike last week. Uh, one of everyone's favorite childhood artists. It was actually one of the first CDs I ever bought when I was like 10 or 13. Uh, Aaron Carter, you know, America's Sweetheart. She's got a face tattoo oh god <laughs> it's gigantic it huge <laughs> what is it if you haven't seen this tattoo google aaron carter face tattoo right now and i promise you you will not be disappointed oh it aaron. goes up the entire side of his face and it's like a woman with like a medusa type hair hairdo and then it like goes under his eyebrow And it like goes all the way down his body. This guy's out of fucking control. Holy shit. Under his right eye. he's having
2: a a rough time because as soon as you Google Aaron Carter, one day ago, the Yahoo News says Aaron Carter says he's moving to Nova Scotia after buying an (laughs) island. And then Fox News says Aaron Carter tweets and deletes apology to family saying, I lashed out. I don't think he's having a good time.
1: Oh, man. Aaron Carter's face tattoo artist says he tried to talk him out of it. (laughs) Right guy, I really don't want to do this to you. Please, please don't do this. Are you
3: sure you want this, Aaron? People, A lot of people know who you are. This he, is going to be highly visible. He
2: tweeted an hour ago, about to get more tats, devil face, right now. That oh, was yeah. one hour ago he tweeted
4: that. <laughs>
3: Wait, so... He has not learned. I, I also saw recently, Yanni, to your point, saying that he's having a hard time. I think I saw another headline like a week or two ago. Um that he is having a real, he's getting into it with his older brother Nick Carter of Backstreet Boy fame.
0: So we yeah. know him and we love him. He's, I don't know. Is uh, touch me up here. Is Aaron Carter a big tattoo guy, or is this like he just went for the face tat right away? No, he's got. a... I, I think, think he's already picture? had a
1: couple tats. I think he's gone a little bad boy yeah. streak since he became relevant. He's kind of got like an MGK look going on so right now. Frosted tips. Uh, no, but he's got that, like that, like shaved side of his head with like the swoop back, you know, with like trouble, too much gel. Um, you know, it's legit when it's disturbing.
4: Yeah. You know, it's legit when Fox news is actually reporting on this. This
1: looks like the tattoo of like that, like like when you're working out at LA fitness and there's that guy like across the (laughs) bicep rack and you just like everybody's staying away from him and like, you just, you have to look, but like you just really, you know, if he catches you. You gotta go find a different chip. Yeah. When did, when did face tats like?
4: Oh, I mean, I know it's been a thing. Like, don't get me wrong. I know it's been a thing.
1: Gucci like, Mane's ice cream. Like problem.
4: Lil Wayne and like Gucci Mane, but like Post Malone. It's now. It's Liz. it's Post Malone. I'm seeing like regular average Joes getting With their face tats. tats. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know who's a great great all time face tat? Stitches. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that guy's that guy what
0: is awesome. Whatever happened to our boy Stitches? I think, he, I think he got sentenced for a little bit. Well, he did. He, he did. He was a nice guy. He I did think. have a song where he.
4: He did admit he loved selling blow. So if you went to that guy's <laughs> house, I'm sure you would find what you were looking for as a police officer.
2: He had the most incriminating songs I've ever listened to. He had one that said, "I like <laughs> selling. I, I I send drugs through the mail. Just <laughs> <laughs> huge red flags.
4: Dude. Just no trade secrets for stitches, dude. He's yeah. gonna tell you exactly how he's getting just it done. Like
1: out of control, man. Like for real. Child,
0: at- childhood, you know, childhood celebrities, man. It's just not a. It's a slippery slope. It's tough. What's uh? All right. I, I Listen, I don't know Aaron Carter. Uh, what, what is his number one... Like, What's the biggest song? I Want Candy. I Want yeah. Candy? Definitely. Which That's is not it? even his. I'm pretty sure that that is a remake it of is, yeah, uh, an it original is.
3: song. He popped, he, pop, he,
4: he popped it. That
1: was like yeah. that whole generation. What about though.
3: How I Beat Shaq? You guys remember that
1: song? Oh.
3: <laughs> Put it in the hoop like slam. <laughs> <laughs> dude,
1: <laughs> That's I'm kind of worried that you remember that. No, yeah, that dude, so dude, well. just, hey, Chase, you were the one that was just talking about... <laughs>
3: about Aaron first Carter being one of your first CDs. It was the same with me, yeah, dude. I know, man. I was just looking up his discography. Jake oh, is beat red. Oh, he Aaron. Does, he
2: loves that song. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I was a big fan.
3: Uh, let's see. Wait. I'm looking that up again just to be sure. So these albums came out. He was famous like early aughts. Um, so like 2001 was when Oh, Aaron came out. Oh, is that how it's Aaron's it's party? To? Come and get it. Early what? aughts? Aughts. Yeah. Like, like A-U-G-H-T. This is like another word for zero. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Aaron's party yeah. no get, get I have no idea never it heard that. nothing from today's episode Oughts There you go there You y- every y- every y- ots
2: to remember that It's a good one Hey Yeah Yeah. Right. I, so I think roll. that's enough Aaron Carter For the next <laughs> decade
0: For the
1: four and a half just, mics Just do us well, a favor And yes, give that do. a Google it, it will probably make your day Unless you want like a scratch off Or something <laughs> Yeah that's true That's a good point In that case
0: yeah we got face tats We got Aaron Carter But what we're really here for today Is to talk man's best friend I uh, recently have been going through some uh, somewhat health issues with my dog, and it started making me think. First off, dogs are fucking awesome. Dogs are literally the greatest animal. And sorry if you're a cat person, I like dogs much better. But we're not going to get into that argument today. But basically, I just wanted to hear the Mike's take on dogs, right? On animals, on pets, and if they have been something very important in your life, or if it's kind of been something that hasn't really been too involved in your life. So to get things kicked off, I guess, um, we can go around. Does anybody, you know, currently have pets, currently have dogs or, you know, grew up has, you know, household with big family pets, something that the house always had going
1: on? So, yeah, I guess I can start with that again with another dumb uh, chase childhood story uh, to embarrass myself with. Um, I never had dogs in my immediate family because my mom and my brother were both very, very allergic to, you know, shedding and things like that. So it wasn't an option in the household. But my grandparents had a dog uh, named um, uh, Webby and he was a big, fat beagle. And he <laughs> was—he was the coolest dog, you know, ever. He was awesome, you know, such a such a chiller. Always down to play and hang out and uh, and play fetch or whatever. And when I was a little kid, my grandparents lived in a condo uh, near the beach, and I remember this so vividly. I have no idea why I did this, but it definitely happened. It's verifiable. Whenever we go and visit over at my grandparents' house. Uh, when I was a little kid, like little, like probably like toddler age, I don't know, as soon as you start to walk, like three, four, right, right about the time I was getting slammered off uh, rum and coke. at Disney. <laughs> um, uh, if you don't get that reference, go check out our booze episode. Um, yeah. Call back. I would go to Webby's crate, let him out of the crate, and it was always automatic. I was the first one to give Webby a treat, and when Webby gave a treat, I got a treat. And I was like a huge dog treat guy. I guess oh my God, as like a little kid, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. Young
4: Shaggy out here.
2: Yeah. Elab- elaborate. You mean an actual dog treat? You would eat a dog a like a, a milk I would, bone. bone
1: eat yeah, like a milk bone. Yeah. yeah. You, like, gosh, they're high in calcium.
3: <laughs> don't doubt can you, it. Can you please? Do you remember what they taste like? Not at all. Not not even a little bit.
1: No, I just <laughs> have the memory of like. You've
4: never tried a, uh, one of your dog treats? No. <laughs> just to see what they're eating? No. Dude, come on! <laughs> Everyone's—you never done that like no, on a deer dude. or anything? Uh, no, I'm Still not about. saying like eat a greenie or something like that. But. <laughs> Just gnawing on that thing for hours.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was the thing. So that's like one of my that's one of my oldest dog memories for sure. Is is sharing treats with oh Webby goodness, and bonding that way.
2: <laughs> I have a non I have a non dog non dog story, but it has to do with a pet. When I was three or four, two I think my my grandmother or my parents somebody got me a white rabbit and there's a picture of me in my house holding this rabbit and later in life I found out that you know the rabbit didn't actually die of very natural causes it died because I loved the rabbit so much I was hugging it for so long that I actually <laughs> ended up suffocating this rabbit <laughs> Jesus like, it Oh my goodness and my parents were like yeah you were just hugging it for so long we thought you were You just love the rabbit. I guess they had to pry it out of my hands. I just love the rabbit so much. Wow. uh, That's a tough parenting one
0: right there. I can see like little Yanni,
4: just like biceps bulky as all (laughs) anything, just giving this thing the squeeze of its lifetime. It's poor little eyes just looking at everyone. I was
2: wearing a ridiculous outfit. We have the picture of like moments before it happened. It's like a big picture. It's like a family picture. You know, like that one family picture of you as a kid that like everybody knows. It's like on my wall. And yeah. Exhibit A. What was, it, what evidence was <laughs> the evidence? What was the bunny's the name? Rabbit. Bro, I don't remember the name of the rabbit. Mm. I don't think it stayed along I wasn't around long enough to get a name. I don't Yanni the got the Yanni's rabbit Yanni.
4: and hulked it I to death slam that five rabbit. minutes. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: I'm just I'm just trying to picture like as a parent and you see your child just like squeeze a rabbit to death, maybe unintentionally, but it's just like I wh- mean it was a you...
2: hundred percent unintentional. Yeah, of <laughs> course I didn't, it was. Of course. Intentionally choke the rabbit out.
4: Honey, we're gonna have to get uh, we're gonna have to get Yanni something a little bit bigger. <laughs> um, to answer your question, Nick, I grew up uh, with a dog. We we tried many pets that did not work out for a variety of circumstances. Dude, um, same, and it just didn't work so out. Bad. I had a guinea pig named Mike. Fuck turtles. Yes, that's a great name for a guinea pig. <laughs> yeah. Just Mike the guinea pig. We, we tried turtles. So, um, but yeah, we had a dog growing up. I got it when I was in third grade, and he actually uh, just passed only a year and a half ago or so. So to answer your question, dogs, dog, having a dog in my life has, has been something I'm very fond of. And, you know, to your point about man's best friend slept with me in bed. I kind of like quickly, you know, was the one that was most interested in, in being, you know, his best friend. And he was a little dog too, which is funny because, you know, to this day, if I were to, if I were to get a new dog, Um, I don't think I necessarily gravitate towards what he was, which was a Maltese, which is like a very prissy looking dog, but we Mm -hmm. kept him shortcut to, you know, try to a little bit, you know, masculine him up. But, um, (laughs) yeah, Henry was a very fond dog of mine and, uh, had him for, I think he was 15 when he passed. So long time. So yeah, very, very fond of having a dog in my family. Very huge dog guy, cat lovers beware. Very quick question for you, Max. Yep. What other pets did you have? So and we had their like names. Yeah, we had curious. like a cat mm. named. Question. We had a cat named Pee Wee, and okay. he would scratch the crap out of everything. I thought you were gonna say like Pete or something. yeah you've, you've got, yeah, got Mike, Mike and, and Henry. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, and Mike James. Henry. Pete. <laughs> <laughs> don't we had Bill. a bird named Tom. <laughs> Listen, man, I no, don't know. I know. Yeah, <laughs> no, Henry came pre-named. We when we got him, he uh, already okay. had a name, and he was six months old. So we we figured. I still, to this day, don't think Henry ever actually knew his name, but, you know, phonetically he had, he had an understanding of what he was supposed to be called.
1: It was endearing. Yeah. Yeah, Of course. Yeah, no, I had, we had all these other pets to like try and make up for not having a dog. Um, Mm. and it just never even came close. Hermit crabs. We had hermit crabs. (laughs) No way. Turtles. You picked them up from Key West. Um, (laughs) I was scared of the hermit crabs. Honestly, I was like wigged out. I was afraid I was going to get pinched. That's Um, but we had this, we had this parakeet for years. This this parakeet was a piece of work, man. We, it was called his his name was Philip, and he was, around for, he names, was around for he was around forever, and we called him the trauma keet because this bird was so like scarred from we like Wesley, litter, my little brother got this bird from this lady off Craigslist at a gas station. <laughs> like for free <laughs> and some boiled and, peanuts. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know. Like how, we just, I just got home from school one day and there was a bird. And then like six years later we had a bird. How like, old the is he? he we well, went with my mom he was like, let's oh. get a bird. Like, and she was like, what? And like, she's like, we're meeting. He's like, we're meeting her here. And it was like this crazy old bird lady. And so we, he got the bird and this bird was like would just like visibly shake like uh like so afraid <laughs> of any situation he would he was so afraid he had this little like three like like three way mirror he would just stare at himself in the mirror just to, like calm himself <laughs> down like literally shaking like you could like go He's in American the cage psycho and, he would literally fall off the perch like and just hit the ground like <laughs> done like he Oh, man, we like we tried everything to try and cheer him up and it finally worked. We got a second parakeet, this yellow parakeet named Tweety, like Tweety Bird. Nice. Was he listening That's a, to like,
4: That's a good name. was he listening to like a ton of three days
1: grace and stuff? Uh, no, but he did love the song <laughs> so American Angry. boy. I forget who the song is by, but Estelle? Kanye West is in it. Yeah, yeah. American boy. He would like tweet out to the American boy and it was awesome. <laughs> Pump that song. That's um, a vibe. It actually is a vibe. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, we got Tweety bird to help Philip, you know, get a little companion and finally he warmed up a little bit. It was doing great. Starting to come out of his, of his feathers, if you will. Coming out of his cage. Um, and, uh, one day my mom, you know, my mom would put the cage outside. The bird's wings were clipped so they couldn't fly away. Uh, but you know, she'd put it outside and let them, let them get some fresh air and, you know, take in the, uh, take in the atmosphere. The Where they wish they Florida were. Weather. Exactly. <laughs> and, you know, one day, uh, a hawk, uh, was perched up, you know, out in our backyard. And. <laughs> Uh, knocked the cage over while my mom was like doing laundry or something inside, you know, unbeknownst to her. And this hawk got the cage open and literally ripped Tweety Bird out like of the cage and just flew away wow. in front of Philip. <laughs> Bam, well. bang like back to the trauma key how,
2: like. how do you know this happened did philip recite this to you is he like he took the cage down and he took my him. mom just like so, fast. so we knew that this hawk
1: was like a thing like we knew it was a thing like we had seen him before <laughs> and he was just eyeing like all the time and uh so my mom you know is always careful to not to let them out be out there too long or if she saw the hawk she'd like bring him inside but that one time it was just uh like the cage was knocked over and Philip was just like in the corner of the backyard, like underneath the counter, just like shaking. You again. gotta put Philip down oh after God, that. Yeah, it's, it's too, too much inning. for him. Sidebar: he have You guys was, see he where there's literally a war vet? Like, I got, I gotta give props <laughs> sold to Philip.
4: Sidebar: Have you guys seen where like you guys will be? I don't know. Sometimes it's down here. Sometimes it's in North Florida. I guess they're everywhere. But there are like, like. People's formerly domesticated parakeets and all sorts of those green little uh, mm. parrots yeah. flying around like yeah, crazy. They, they actually,
0: they because actually, um, in Tampa, I've seen them quite a bit when I'm out fishing or something, but they actually have created flocks of like these domestic parakeets and they fly around like the state and mm. they, like it's, you know, it's probably 250 tweeties running around there. That's crazy. Unlike iguanas, I'm pretty cool with those things flying around. I don't really mind them. They're, they're so s- fucking loud. I just loud. don't they're
1: think so they're loud. great pets. Yeah. Oh my not really. they're not. They're terrible no. pets. They don't do any. They just no. are annoying. They're my, so loud. We had a. That's all a they do. Cockatiel.
2: Unless that just is Older than I am. We had a cockatiel that was. It just passed away. I want to say last year, and it was thirty something years they live old. Yeah, that's So insane. long. My mom hatched it from a it's kind from an egg. And the thing lasted through college. She took it to school with her, and it lived throughout my entire life. And that's it just intense. passed away. Saw so wow. a dude
4: at Starbucks the other day with a cockatiel on his shoulder.
3: Now is that the is that the one that's white? Is, that, that, as a, the is yellow? that a red
1: flag? Is that a red flag? That's a red flag. Yeah, absolutely. If you need to do with the cockatiel on his if shoulder, if he's not wearing Jack Sparrow <laughs> attire, then that's, one, that's a problem.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Huge red flag. <laughs> Huge red flag.
3: Wait, wait, what is it? What does a cockatiel Star-bucks? look like? Starbucks. The, the, Sorry, there are two kinds. I'm pretty sure of cockatiels. <laughs>
2: There's white with orange cheeks and but the one that we had was gray, white belly, yellow neck, okay. orange cheeks. Okay,
3: yeah. Definitely not man's best friend.
0: No. Uh, Let me tell nah. you though, no. when you
2: get a good one this one was oh. not a good one. This one was not a good one. He would bite, he was super aggressive. Um, but he had his moments where like if you could even take him in the shower with you. If you put him on your head and go in the shower, he would like bathe. It was like kind of cool. It was like having a little buddy. Yeah,
3: but he can he show, but he can't show affection. I feel like the same way like a they good can. dog. So can. my
2: uncle has two. Um, they're called. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of them. I, it's vague. The name is actually vaguely racist, and that's why I'm surprised I don't remember the name of it.
1: <laughs> what is that's vaguely good. Good, yeah. racist? Wait, oh wait, <laughs> wait. And how um, did
2: that connect? Can, can we unpack give me one that? second? You're surprised I'm gonna, that you don't know it is. Can you just it? type in
3: on Google vaguely racist
4: yeah. bird
2: racist Genomes, bird names name.
4: Um we're gonna get into the yeah, we're gonna get into the shitter with this one. Yeah, I don't know. This is bad.
2: Know. No, they're called they're um
0: Oh, it's actually the name of the bird. Yeah, it? yeah, no, no, no. The genealogical name of the bird. Oh, oh I, I thought, thought your, your uncle, uncle had like <laughs> a little
1: streak going. No. Like, <laughs> don't fuck with my bird.
2: No, like, let me let me check. They're they're beautiful parrots and that you have to get them imported like and like the the
3: macaws, um, the red and white ones, right? That's the, only, that's the only type of bird Jake, that I. Know. Can, can, you can't say McCall on a
4: podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but basically, they will nuzzle up to you. They'll, they'll, they'll follow you around all day. Um, okay. It is spelled C A I Q U E S, but it's pronounced Kikes. Oh. Okay, uh, they're pronounced kites. Nice. Uh, now okay. That, okay, okay. So they're beautiful birds. I'm offended, tiny, I'm sorry. know yeah, I didn't mean to offend everybody. Okay. Out there. Yeah,
4: wait. Just wait till one of our enemy podcasts just decides yeah. to clip that sound. That's why bite I spelled out. it out first. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> done. And,
2: um, and they nuzzle up to you. They'll they'll come up to you and they'll like they'll literally they'll fall over and they'll mm. just sit and lay in your lap. So like that's I guess cool. if you get a good one, I don't know.
4: Jake had a really great man's best friend.
3: I did. Yeah. Uh, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, man. I feel like a bird can't compare to, to like my dog Lucy. She they, was, they can't. What? what? Like objectively,
4: yeah,
1: birds cannot.
3: I know. I kind of <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Of course. I mean, I'm in a that good, camp too. I'm just saying that a good dog is just there's just something. There's really something special about it, you know. And one that so I got Lucy when we were I was in it was 2006. So I was in I think I was in sixth grade, something like that. Maybe fifth grade. Um... And she lived to be twelve. She passed away recently. She was a bull mastiff. She was the best dog. She was dog. like this, this big giant, yeah, she was a runt, and she was like about hundred and five pounds um man, she was the coolest. She was lazy, which is the best she she matched my very relaxed temperament very well, so we always got along um But she was so nice. Like when you think of it, you know, there are certain breeds that are like gentle giants. Mm -hmm. She's definitely the the poster child for that, and uh, and definitely extremely photogenic. If I do say so myself, there's some good pictures of her. (laughs) Very much, very (laughs) much the
4: Sandlot dog at the end. Yeah, pretty much. she looks like like that. Yeah, exactly. And they're like so happy to find out that Hercules though was an
3: English Mastiff and Lucy is a Bull Mastiff, so it's it's half English Mastiff, half English Bulldog. Uh, Oh, boom. Yeah. I'm dropping facts all episode long. Stay tuned.
0: And didn't your parents (laughs) just get a puppy?
3: Yes, they sure did. So, um, it had been, so like I said, Lucy passed away two years ago. She was sick towards the end, just like all big dogs kind of get. Um, and my parents figured it was time to get a new dog. So now they have Cooper who is a rescue. They got him as a puppy. The mom is a bull mastiff. And the dad, they don't actually know what he is. We think that he's just maybe like a Staffordshire Terrier or something like that. But this is gonna be a big boy. Cooper is uh, what's what's we're in October, so he's like four months old. He's already like fifty pounds. He's right. he, you can yeah, tell he's, by the paws. Yeah, the paws he's got gigantic like, he like paws. But paws he is. Are like, it's so funny. My mom has such a hard. It's like people forget how having a puppy is hard. Even, oh, yeah. even Lucy, oh. when she was as, as calm as she was, like she had puppy energy, she had puppy problems. And she used to chow down on socks, mm-hmm. so, like just what well, you cannot leave a sock out. She was like a Hoover; did she would eat <laughs> all of them, sure. And she would seek them out.
4: Like, she'd smell them, she'd go a find them. Hoover is a Midwestern vacuum.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a Midwestern.
3: I, I, vacuum? I didn't know what a yeah. Hoover was, no, so thank but you. but she's like, oh, this dog is the, she's, she's having such a hard time. So frustrated with Cooper and poor Cooper. He's just a puppy, and he and you know, we haven't had, we had not had a puppy in 13 years. Yeah. Um, you forget. So you forget, but you but forget. he he's going to be good. I think he'll turn out all right. He's definitely, he's definitely got a different personality than Lucy did. Um, but I think that ultimately he will mellow out. He definitely has those moments. So
0: I'm excited. He's a cool dog. So I got one for the group because I think we've <laughs> all seen it. And you talked about what your parents and what you experience when you're raising a puppy and, what comes with that. What do we think about the, the people that are getting these dogs? I mean, we all went to school in Tallahassee, but the college kids, they're coming back. Oh, I got a dog. Oh, it's a rescue. It's, you know, getting a puppy as a freshman or sophomore in college. What is, what is the Mike's takes on that? I mean,
1: I'll, I'll give, I'll give those people some slack because you know, we're in college, you know, you're in college, you're you don't really know the commitment level that it takes to do something like that and you impulsively you impulsively make a decision. You know, I saw some people that did it and you know I wouldn't necessarily blame anybody for realizing the commitment too late, right? Like of course the educated person's going to want to fully vet that out and understand what they're getting into. Mm-hmm. But we make mistakes, you know, you're in college and and I it's obviously you know the dog gets the short end of the stick, unfortunately, in that situation. A lot of the times, mm. but I don't necessarily think that you know it's 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 tough. But what are you gonna do?
2: I just think you're you're at such a a point in your life where you can barely take care of yourself. Like you are just oh, eking, yeah. you're eking on the edge of being a normal human being. If you call college being a normal, being in college a normal human being, <laughs> and no. I, and Depends I think that I think that like. exactly. I think like taking on the responsibility of of making sure another life is taken care of, I just for me it was such a weird concept to see people. And I lived with my little brother, who I lived with through college, had a an Alaskan Malamute. He got the puppy as a sophomore or junior in college, and it lived with me. Mm-hmm. And I was I couldn't I could not believe that he went and did it. And you know we come from a family who every every month I'm sure you guys know this, but my mom fosters puppies from the Heisenga Humane Society and before you know they're, when they're we be, we go even to bottle feed them sometimes and, mm. and they come in every month and to see her wake up at three in the morning every single morning for five six seven weeks at a time it's brutal and for me it turned me off mm-hmm. i was like i'm not ready for a dog i do not want a dog and when i would see other yeah, people you got with to see dog, it firsthand it was disgusting i was like i don't want to deal with this and i love dogs and i'm a huge animal yeah, person
1: Puppies like poop and pee everywhere <laughs> well, they don't, they don't care about where the no. pee pad is they're just going and it's the bad <laughs> and habits make eye contact with you while they do it yeah. and they're just like what the Watch fuck me. are you gonna do about it
4: bitch? <laughs> <laughs> you have an angry puppy in your family dude i uh with a smile on their face yeah, they like. are, yeah i uh you know i think it's case by case right so like to chase's point like there are there are some people out there who have who have done it very poorly, mm-hmm. and and to Yanni's point, you know, maybe it's because they haven't really figured out exactly how to take care of themselves yet, you know. And I've seen the I've seen the flip side of it. I've seen people who kind of drop everything else that they were doing, whether it was the going out lifestyle, if we're talking college, um, or even just being a young adult, like, you know, Nick, I got to give kudos to you. You know, there's many times where Nick is like, hey, I'll meet up with you guys in a little bit, got to take the dog out, you know, and you're not just taking him out for just a, a, a piss and a go, you're taking him out for a nice run or something to keep him, you know, jazzed. But you know, I've got some some good friends who have raised some really spectacular dogs, and I think it kind of goes down to that first six months. And the funniest thing to me ever were the girls that got these huge like Labradors or Pitbulls, and it's like, oh, it's so funny. He wants to like bite me, huh? and like <laughs> don't do anything about it. And it's like, dude. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not saying raise your arm against a dog, but I'm saying like, hey teach a little bit of discipline, take them to the doggy, you know, school, let's get, sit, you know, the name down, the the peeing outside, let's get that all down pat. And then let's, you know, prance them around at happy well, hour. Like, so,
1: yeah, it's just real quick. It's like, you got that quick window of opportunity, right? It's like raising the child.
4: Yeah. It's, um,
3: Max brings up a good point because we, you know, we, we hate on some people for, for, getting a dog when they clearly should not have one but there are certain people that, that can do it right and really doing it right like you're saying is the opposite or really the opposite of what you're saying max. the dog can be your best friend and and you can love it with you know as much as like as much love as you can give it. but ultimately the dog is a pack animal and he's a leader of a pack so you need to be able to to lay down the rules with the dog as a puppy. So that it's, I feel like people are sometimes are too short sighted with it, right? So they're like, oh, I want to give it all the love all the time. When it's little, it's the cutest. So like, I I feel like I have to give it the extra love. It's like, well, the when it's little, it's when it's the most impressionable. You really Mm. have to reinforce all these things that that you need to teach it: the potty training, the sitting, the staying, like being calm around strangers, not biting people. And then once you get that, and you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of discipline. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you smack your dog around, but no. I mean, it's 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 you know, you, gotta, the, you, you have to show them that you're the leader of the pack. What's the age old saying?
4: You got to mm-hmm. rub your nose in it, right? Like yeah. if it does something wrong.
1: Yeah. So and
3: for, then and then once and then obviously years down the road, you now you have a well trained dog who is your best friend, and and he you know he lessons learned, he or she learns that like gets those taken care of, and then and forgives you for all that stuff. I mean, they'll always love you anyway.
1: From someone that's that's never raised a dog. Like, what are some of those ways that you do communicate in order to establish that? Cause I really don't know what that looks like. Good question.
0: What do you mean communicate as far as like teaching. what raising and like teaching your dog looks like as a puppy?
1: I guess yeah. I mean, I mean, in a way, I mean, Jake was just referring to you know the signals, right? You've got to do it when they're young, you know, you've, and you've got to communicate mm-hmm. effectively in order to make sure that that stops early. I was wondering what that communication looks like from the standpoint of like, do you talk? Does it? Because it doesn't know what you're saying. It doesn't know English. So I'm just trying to like piece that. Yeah. Through.
0: So it. I mean, for me and raising a puppy at eight weeks when I was in college, it's it's like the const. It's not. It doesn't end, right? It's not like a work week. It doesn't end on a Friday. It just, it's nonstop. So mm-hmm. like Jake said, like you have to be on it. You have to show him that, him or her, that you are the leader on things and like. But I guess like what are you specifically doing to show him you're the leader? So it's, I guess to show him, like you don't bend, right? So a few of the things are is if he, or I'm going to use he because I have a male dog. If he doesn't eat his food. Shout out to Yeah, shout out to Bane. If he doesn't eat his food when he should eat his breakfast, I'm not going to leave his dog bowl out there all day and be like, hey, dude, just get your food whenever you want. I'm not going to feed you if you don't eat when you're supposed to. And it's like, if he, if the crate thing is obviously uh, huge, you know, but to crate train them at a very young age, you have to do that, you know. And he loves his crate, goes in there all the time, but, you know, there was obviously like a constant communication issue. Um, when I had a puppy and an old girlfriend was like, Oh, puppy needs to sleep in bed. It's like, no No. puppy needs to be in his crate because that's where he's designed. And you know, he doesn't need to feel like he can just sleep on top of me or own the bed or whatever it is. He needs to know that the crate is his space and that's where he needs to go. And then, you know, the, the punishment, it's very hard to do, right? He pisses and shits in the house and you want to just like strangle him, but then you realize it is a puppy. He is learning. So then, you know, it's just like constant being on top of things is really how you learn because it's, he pees in the house. All right. You still need to bring him outside and just like show him what he's supposed to be doing. But bet- like between staying on top of things and then not really budging because it's really easy to budge, you mm-hmm. know, like that's, I would give in like every time I don't know. That's <laughs> It's why. like when the
4: dog goes onto the couch and then if it's a big dog, if it's smaller, yeah. Okay. it it's on the yeah. couch for now, but when mm-hmm. it's, you know, 50 pounds heavier and it wants to come on the couch, is it going to mess up your yeah. stuff? You know,
2: I think a lot of the problems that people run in, <clears throat> run into, at least that we've seen having all the fosters around the house is the biting and yeah. they start biting when they're really, really young. Um, like, very as soon as they can start seeing, I mean, that's how they that's yeah, like I mean, one of their t- yeah, it's their tactical feel of things, like, that's how they get to see the world around them. And um, the problem is, if you don't a lot of people like to play with them at that stage because it's funny because it doesn't hurt that bad. Mm-hmm. You know their teeth are not that sharp. You know mm-hmm. you can put your face in their face like and a rub it around. Too, it's yeah. a nibble and it's kind of cute and you kind of enjoy it. And I'm the worst at this. Mm. Uh, so I'm I'm totally preaching from the worst place ever. Oh, man, <laughs> thinking my mother, back about
1: all the times where like biting dogs. We're, oh yeah.
2: My mother will literally catch me in the room like roughhousing with a puppy and purposely getting it to be not aggressive. But I enjoy playing rough yeah. with dogs. Like yeah. that's just what I enjoy doing. And so. If you don't stop that behavior immediately, like the first ankle bite, the first time uh, you take a toy and and he or she like takes a jump at you, it's going to turn very bad very quickly. And I have a good friend of mine who had a beautiful pit bull and it turned into this 120 pound purebred blue nose um, living. We were all in school. It was living inside of a townhouse. And one day they accidentally left the townhouse door cracked and he bopped his head and and like dislodged like the little crack of the door, ran out and decimated a dog down the street. Uh-oh. I mean like decimated. His his
4: jaw his head was bigger than my head. Yeah. I uh-oh. mean like massive dog. Dude Pipples have Crazy leg muscles, like just—they're beautiful. They're dog, just crazy yeah. muscles. I'm, seen. General, I'm afraid
1: of pitbulls. I love. We're not a pitbull shaming pod. No, I love pit bulls. I love One of so so cool. no. no, 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 no. my favorite breeds. But I, I did have a traumatic childhood experience. You know, like growing up, I was like riding the big wheel in the cul-de-sac, and one of those pit bulls got out. And instead of going for the dog, it was going for me, and I barely got back in the house in time like i swear yeah. i went as that's, fast as i scary. could and it like was coming right for me i will never forget that and you like from that stories. on i'm just very weary like even when the person that owns the pitbull like i don't judge anyone for owning pitbulls and like you know i understand that they when trained properly are great dogs but still there's just in that back of my mind it's like that if that dog's that switch flips and it wants to bite you it is not gonna let go have yeah.
2: you ever
4: been have any of you guys ever maliciously been bit by a dog mm-hmm.
2: yeah like three times i got bit yeah.
1: by a
4: westie though and then, and then my buddy's dad took me to the vet or not the vet to the doctor. He took me to the doctor. He took, you to the vet. <laughs> he took me to the vet yeah. and he was like, hey, there's something on this kid. Yeah. No, but he took me to the Dog doctor cause he was so concerned. You know, it was like back in the age where you'd have like a, like, you know, go to your friend's house for the day. Your parents mm. kind of leave you over there. And he took me to the doctor cause he thought, you know, I might have like, you know, some sort Maybe of infection. rabies, bacteria. bacteria yeah. Yeah. Was whatever. Bane
0: a, a biter? No, no. And I, of, what, what I thought of when you brought that up is one of the other things when raising a puppy which i think arguably could be the most important thing you need to do but it's it's setting a precedent right because you now have friends coming over it's like oh we need to see the puppy mm-hmm. and if you're the owner that's like oh look everyone's having fun with my puppy i'm going to let them play and you don't you don't go in and say anything or even with like my parents my parents love bane and they want to just have fun with him but my dad house him and it's like no dad, you got to, you got to chill. Like he's learning, he's a puppy. So it's, it's like holding everyone, everybody else accountable too, because mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. really a good like, point. you could be the one doing everything right. But then if you have friends and you just kind of like let things slide, then it, it doesn't help the cause at all. It's so true. And
3: you know, another really big one and one that I was very aware of. And when we had Lucy growing up, and also having Cooper now, knowing what he is going to end up being. And even Bane, too, because Bane's a big dog.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: He's
3: not heavy, but he's a, he's a big boy.
4: What kind of what kind of dog is Bane,
0: by the way? Uh German short hair pointer. Yeah. Hunting dog. GSB. Are, um, are
2: they considered soft jawed dog meaning like do they You know how like retrievers don't bite all the way down because they're meant to bring you, Mm -hmm. is that what he's considered? Yeah. There's like pit bulls are meant to just clamp clamp down. Yeah. But like, that's interesting. Depending on the breed of the dog, it won't.
3: What I was saying that you have to be really be mindful of, especially when you have a dog that you know will be bigger is do not let that dog jump on people Yeah, before on the floor at all times. Because when Lucy was a puppy, you know what I'm trying well, she jumped a little bit. Um, but I feel like she grew out of that pretty quickly. And now the big—I've noticed a lot with Cooper, and Cooper could potentially end up being much bigger than Lucy. We don't actually know yet, know that yet. But that's like such a big problem because people think it's cute when a little puppy jumps on your leg. Yeah. Like, oh, it's he's coming up to play. You yeah. scratch him on the face and everything, and they love it. Their tails wagging. But the problem is that little puppy in a year is going to be a buck twenty. And he's gonna knock over whoever he's jumping
4: on. Anybody? Yeah. One one other thing that I noticed about people who raise dogs in in the college age, or even in our age group now, is the 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 tendency for them to want to really always parade the dog wherever they go. In some scenarios that. To your point, like when the friends come over, that's a really, you know, raucous situation for a dog, right? New Mm -hmm. people, how excited they can get. We had one neighbor, uh, uh, Chase and I had this neighbor, uh, Jake and I. Oh my God. And you'd go pet the dog, and he was so excited to see you that he'd pee himself. Every single time classic on command. Oh,
1: I've dealt with so many dogs that it's just like every time just I love, yeah. but that's,
4: I mean, honestly, that's kind of like harmless and cute, but like uh, people who in college specifically, they'd bring these brand new puppies, not even, you know, three months old to happy hour, huge, huge, Happy yeah. hours, loud music. This poor thing hasn't even developed eardrums yet. It can barely see. Yeah, yeah sensory overload. <laughs> and you're just you're just wrecking this dog. And you wonder why when you say "come here" and it looks the other way and decides to go for whatever it sees across the way. You know the, what but I mean?
2: But I think that goes to the point that we were talking about before, where if you get a dog, it shouldn't be for anybody else's satisfaction, other than other than the fact <laughs> that you want to have a buddy. You know, like yeah. and it, sure. it shouldn't be for others enjoyment like it, it's it's an animal that you're responsible for yep and you know if you're getting it for any other reason other than to be responsible for it, then you're probably getting it for the wrong reasons i can't lie though I, I think
1: that ties back in a lot to uh the question that was posed earlier about when people are getting dogs later in life maybe a little bit more impulsively right mm-hmm. like that a lot of the times when it doesn't end up working out it's because the dog was there for the wrong reasons in the first place Absolutely. good point yeah.
4: I won't lie though. I'm just gonna say this out loud. I I walked many of dogs in Landis Green for for <laughs> reasons to ma- remain to be seen. But, but you didn't go to their, their
1: shelter to get it to go walk.
0: Yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. You didn't buy it just so you could bring it to happy hour.
4: I never did know. that. No,
3: or I never took that plunge. No way. Nick, no. I have a question for you. As a as a college dog owner though, would you like? What do you? I mean, it's hard to say. You regret your decision. Obviously, you don't. But like, would you? What would you say to other people that were trying to like get a dog in college or? or get a dog while they're starting their career. Like I don't know, what do so, you think? I want to get a dog. My decision Same
0: My decision <laughs> was very drawn out and I don't know. I guess for me personally everything I I do big de- big decisions I make, I really think out, but basically it was my senior year um at the time I had a deposit on Bane for over a year, you know. So he was from a very good breeder. I've wanted him for a while, but what I realized early on is that uh, senior year, my responsibilities would be cut in half, if not more than that. You know, I was living in a one-one apartment, uh, fraternal things, I didn't have responsibility there, basically already had a job lined up and was looking like I would have a period of a little over a year with minimal responsibilities mm-hmm. aside going to class and working on a ranch. So for him, I knew that I'd have all sorts of time to really raise him the right way and prepare him to when I'm you know, working full time and I can't raise him. So you would say that it takes that
4: kind of, that kind of, um, call it free time, call it, you know, ability to be flexible with your calendar in order to raise a dog in that, in that time period of life in college.
0: Yeah. And I think, I think college can serve as a really good place to raise a dog, right? Because there's a lot of interaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, for me, the longest I was without him was, Maybe an hour and a half when I was going to a class, but I could always be there. Uh, I worked in an environment that catered to a dog. It was a ranch so he could run around wherever he wanted to, but he really understood me. I understood him. And we went through the growing stages together for the first year, where if I was leaving him at home and not being able to train him all the time, I think it would have gone a lot differently. So my decision was really thought out and, you know, any time in the previous three years, you know, that was my fourth year of college. uh, There's no way I would have been able to do it. Mm -hmm. And then if I would have gotten him this year when I, you know, I'm working full time, there's just no way I've could, I could have gotten a puppy. Yeah, I think that
3: if you, like if you really are thoughtful about it, like you or Nick, college is actually a great time to get a dog, especially towards the end. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're, when you kind of settle down because you do have all, you have so much time. Like I I mean, I had so much time. My senior year schedule, I could have raised a dog if I wanted to. But yeah, it's about having that wherewithal, I guess, and the the responsibility mm-hmm. to own one, but it's cool. Good on you.
2: I have a I have a question coming from um again, a family who's had dogs from breeders and who fosters puppies currently. Ooh. And I know this is an area I'm Ooh. sure of contention because <laughs> you spend a year waiting yeah. on a wait list for a dog. My girlfriend's family has a Vishla and they spend a very yeah. long time waiting for a dog. We've done the same thing with a German Shepherd a long time ago. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on private breeder adoption? Um, the, the more boutique adoption, which is like going to a store and just picking out a dog from behind a glass shelf mm. or, you know, shelter adoption.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. i just, I'm, I'm not going to speak to, I, I really do think that. It's up to you as a person. Sure. If you care for your dog, if you give it a home, and if that home is its forever home, then you're doing the right thing. But I will say that when it comes to the boutique adoption, especially the way that the way these uh, these smaller dogs breeds have have evolved over time, call it, I'm really not a big fan of those groups. And I got my dog from a boutique a boutique store at the time, and it was the biggest regret my parents had from the standpoint of how. Poorly cared and looked after that dog was. I mean, and look, not to say that there aren't boutique shops out there that aren't doing it by the right, by the books, by the right way with pedigree and all that good stuff. But I just really don't like the idea of going to a store and buying a dog. I think that's messed up. I think that's, it's, it degrades what the animal is and makes them more of an accessory than it makes them, you know, an actual, you know, pal.
2: Right. And I agree. And the reason I brought that up specifically was because. Growing up, you know, when we would go walk down on the beach, there's a am thinking of a specific place. I'm sure you guys yeah, can think of the talking, same one. I know what you're talking about. There's a little shop there on the beach, and it's all they have is puppies in behind glass uh, glass walls. Mm. And at, on a Saturday night, that place is slammed. The doors open. The place is slammed. There's a million little kids. Poking the glass like click 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 click. The poor dog is mm. like sensory overload to the max. The thing barely looks like it's hydrated, and so to me, my main point is, yeah, I, I'm I'm totally against super boutique breeding and and that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, but I, the other, I don't care. If I ever got a dog, I definitely would have would go the rescue route. I think. So, I mean, just from yeah. one from a cost standpoint because I don't have the budget, yep. you know, to necessarily pay the amount of money that it would sure. cost to to you know do that the right way with, with a proper breeder. Um, and B, I mean, you know, there's just, there's too many people out there that didn't do the right thing and and didn't take care of the dog. And why, why when I know that that breeder's dog is going to have a good home somewhere? And if it doesn't, it's going to have a good home with the breeder. Would I go that route when I know that there's dogs out there that if I'm going to make that personal choice and go that route, you know, not not save a life essentially. It's a great way to think
2: about it.
3: Yeah, I am. Um, I love rescuing, like the idea of rescuing dogs. I think it's really, it's so important. And Chase, you really said it well. Um, because if it doesn't, if it has a, because the dogs from the breeders will always have an opportunity for a good home, and mm. then it's you, you run into the the issue where you have these these shelters the, the kill shelters which are even crazier too where they don't get adopted and they just get they just get off there's no but such I mean, thing
2: as a no kill shelter though right every shelter is sure essentially a kill so that's,
3: shelter. But that's what i'm saying so there's a lot of significance to to rescuing a dog it's really important um that being said i'm definitely a like this is the kind of dog breed that i would want so i'm gonna go do my research i'm gonna find a good breeder mm-hmm. and i'm gonna get what I want. Not saying that there aren't rescues that right. I wouldn't want, but what well, did
4: yeah. you say? Cooper's a rescue.
3: Cooper is a rescue. Cooper's a puppy. So this was like, I'm not exactly even sure how that works. Cause he's, he, my parents got him when he was eight weeks old. Mm. Um,
4: maybe a dog in the, in the shelter,
3: I guess. Yeah. I don't actually know the whole story.
2: I can, I can kind of speak to, to the way that kind of happened. So basically you would actually be really surprised. I mean, the shelter that we deal with is a Huizenga, shelter, which is right off of, um, 95 and Griffin basically. And it's a really well-funded shelter, but mm-hmm. they get in some incredible dogs. I've seen two or three purebred English bulldogs that come in owners just surrender them. And I think a lot of times it's just it. a lot of times people, I think rush to go to a breeder when there's a lot of shelters that you can look and find. Sure. A very, very similar dog. I'm the same way. Look, I, when I want something, I want that thing. Yeah.
4: yeah, of course. If I
2: want a German Shepherd, I want a German shepherd and I want you to fly him from Germany. I want you to put him
4: <laughs> in my front yard. Like that's like, that's we have a friend that did that. It's pretty awesome. And yeah. I don't blame <laughs> it. That's I think like, they speak German. Those are the kind yeah. of dogs that yeah. I like.
2: But I would I would caution everyone out there if you're looking just you know glance at a shelter. You never know what you're gonna find. No, that's it's 100%. You know,
4: adoption is so important. I mean yeah. I think we all know it. I think we all understand it. If you love dogs and you have the idea, if you go to a shelter you're certainly going to adopt every dog that you have for the rest of your life because you'll understand, you know, how sad those places can be. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think shelters have come a long way. You know what I mean? I don't think they're just kind of like inventory as much as they might've used to be in the past, but ultimately, you know, adopting a dog can be so beneficial. And if I, and I, I will say for the record, Audience, you hold me out. You can hold me to this. The next dog I have, I own in my possession, will be a rescue for sure. Hey, good for cool. you. Just don't Just shame it. the likes of us that don't want to get a rescue. No, I'm
3: not going <laughs> to shame. <laughs> yeah, you. don't, don't know, that, dog shame. That's us. totally a thing though, and it's it no, kind of hurts. It's we don't a shame. Big,
0: big topic of conversation. Yeah, big one. I got, I got shit for it. Yeah, of course. Um, but no, I, I like Peter that reach out to you. No, Peter You're did like, not reach God out. God damn it. God damn it. Nathan. Who rescued who? Peter's right. going to reach out to us about me squeezing that rabbit. But uh, yeah, no, no I like where that conversation went. I, it was it was nice. But, you know, I think as the four and a half mics and who we are, we got to end it with a little bit of an interesting twist on things. And I want to pose a question here, everyone's short take on what and why. But if you could domesticate one animal, and we can get real creative with this. What would it be? Are we talking like once you domesticate it, it's able to go where you go? I'm talking <laughs> you get an alligator and all of a sudden that alligator is like your dog. Mm. <laughs> like that thing, it, it loses <laughs> its natural savage ability if it's one of those animals. And all of a sudden, just it just ch- like groans ch- at you. You, like, you choose an animal to become <laughs> your man's best friend. Okay. Like, I, I like that. That's what it is. I like that. Okay. I want an otter so
2: bad. Oh <laughs> Otters are sweet. I want an otter so yeah, bad. I mean, like so bad.
4: I would. A otter I, would be cool. Is, are there
2: any otter breeders? Otter breeders reach out to us. I don't know if you're out there, but <laughs> we
4: will. I've seen get sponsored some. by an otter breeder. Honestly, otter breeders. <laughs> Dude, he would he One could like fall Pacific you around on the boat, go Incredible. diving
0: with you. I didn't even think about that. Oh my god! Yeah, Dad so, joke. Yeah. Dad joke.
4: If you put an otter in its cage, is that an otter box? <laughs> uh, <laughs> kill oh yourself. Yo, yo, mute. Jesus. How can
3: you mute him? Uh, Susan, that's, that uh, would be cool to have a little diving partner for you, Yanni. Be great. For yeah. me,
1: I don't know. I'm kind of torn. I, I'm going to throw two out there. Um, one, I'd probably get like a falcon. That'd be that pretty like sick. a horrible idea. Yeah. You I know? think they
4: already do that, don't they? I mean, when you go to like... You can
1: oh, train yeah, push you gardens can train and stuff. Yeah. Well, I guess
4: if it's
2: domesticated, it's not a horrible idea. I mean, it's domesticated. Yeah.
1: And then number two would probably be... I mean, this is another one that you technically could, but like a chimp or something like yeah. that would yeah, be Yeah, out there. I want to be able to high-five my pet.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, I would, a would be cool. yeah, yeah,
3: I would love to have a I mean they already exist, like we keep talking about it, like they're out there. But having a domesticated gorilla, like a silverback gorilla, mm. just as like my boy, <laughs> would be would be really cool. Mighty Joe <laughs> Young over here. Yeah, hell yeah. I love that. I used to love that movie oh, it's growing a good
0: up. Movie.
4: Yeah, it's a great movie. Charlize good Theron.
0: Movie.
4: Shout out. Nick, pick me up here, man.
0: Are you are you done? You I'm don't? thinking. I I got muted, so I'm back, but I'm thinking. <laughs> So for me, I'm, I'm going the Marine route and Yanni with the otter was, uh, that was freaking sweet. But, uh, no, I was between and I don't think they have it, but I mean, if a penguin could live in Florida, I think having a domesticated penguin would be sick. Mr. What Popper's kind of, Penguins. Yeah. Oh man, that was pretty great. had yeah, a lot of penguins. Like mm-hmm. a get mini penguin to just chill with you all the time. Mm-hmm.
4: Dude. Would you be down to live in a house that was like freezing if they couldn't live in Florida, other than being like in a cold environment?
0: No, I live <laughs> in Florida for a reason. Dude. <laughs> there are I, I there are the penguins cold. in
4: like the Galapagos that you could hook yeah, up with. You can get a rock hopper yeah, penguin. That's true.
0: A rock hopper penguin.
2: Rock hopper penguins are the ones that have like the crazy looking. Oh yeah, hair. Oh, like, like are, Robin Williams and, and there are and emperor Happy feet? penguins, which are like the quintessential penguin. Yeah, I don't ass want the. Of I, don't all the, want the uh,
0: <laughs> I don't want the emperor penguin. I want like the chill, weird. I, I'll take a rock hopper. You take like like one that. rock hopper. Yeah. yeah, I'll take a rock hopper.
3: Yeah, that'd be cool. Like the ones that they do. They, are those are the ones that collect the rocks too. Have I you ever Max
4: this? I,
2: I think they all collect. Why I'm not gonna say that. I don't know. I'm not gonna say that. I don't really know if they all. I feel gonna
4: be like, "God, Max, you're so dumb. This is so dumb," but like. I mean, I know they're somewhat domesticated. I wouldn't want it to live with me. I would just want to be able to like link up with it at the beach and stuff, like a dolphin.
2: Link up with it?
4: <laughs> just be like, go to the beach and you like, if you're going swimming, just kind of do like one of these things, like just like, like slap the water, and all of a sudden just like fires right up to you, and just I like, mean, hey, kind of like more like, a com- more like a comrade. Yeah, I yeah. do live on the water. Yeah, so exactly. Just be like a
0: dolphin, you know, around your dock in the backyard. Like exactly. You know. Have and you ever th- swam with a dolphin?
4: I have in yeah. Mexico. One of the craziest so experiences cool. I've ever had in my we life. We can get on that subject again. I do feel bad for those dolphins out there who had to put my fat ass on their back, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no. I, know, I mean like just being to able to like hop on the boat. Like to your point, like we're big divers. I would love to be able to like link up with it, hang on its on its fin, take me somewhere yeah. sweet. Mm. <laughs> that's true.
2: That's yeah, but dope.
3: can you imagine just having a sweet handshake with a gorilla?
4: A silver basket. Second yeah. place goes to a platypus. Yeah. I'd love to see a platypus on a collar and a leash and just walk it around and be like I don't know. What would you name him? A platypus, Harry? Mm-hmm. No, because that's taken. that's taken. Yeah, it's trademarked and everything. Um, I don't know, man. Let's go with let's go with Scott because we have Mike. Scott. We got Mike
0: the guinea pig. We
4: got Henry the dog. We're gonna go with Scott the platypus.
0: And that is a wrap. Thank you all for listening to the four and a half mics today. A few things I want you all to remember, and that is to like us on Instagram at four and a half mics. Uh, we got rid of the underscores. So yeah, at four and a half mics. No excuse us. now. No excuse now. <laughs> uh, rate, review, subscribe. Smash on. that fucking subscribe button. Thank you, Max. <laughs> Thanks, Max. Smash <laughs> that subscribe button, he says. Uh, but yeah, hit us on the Spotify, the Apple podcast. Give us your feedback. Like I said in the intro. But we're looking forward to it. And in the meantime, we have Jake coming up next week as a half mic. Until then, we will see you all on the other side. Love you guys. See you. Peace.